Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 215 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, time management coach and author of Time Management Essentials. And today's episode is inspired by someone that I talked with recently who shared that there just weren't enough hours in the day or even hours in the week to get everything done. Does that sound familiar? Basically, she'd taken on more projects than she genuinely, literally had time for. Working full time, but also taking on side gig contracting work, caring for her family, being active in her community. She'd basically been hit with an avalanche of amazing opportunities, but all of these opportunities combined had turned into overcommitment and overwhelm. Once she looked at all of the to-dos and the amount of time to do them in, she realized that there was no realistic way that she could get everything done during the timeline that she'd created without continuing to pull late nights, let her family down, and basically descend into the pit of burnout. And that can be kind of a stunning revelation, that moment when you realize, oh, wow, I've taken on too much. And it's so hard for me to see that as a time management coach. It's so hard for me to see that in someone else. Because I know that there's no amount of time blocking or task batching that can truly fix overcommitment. That's like putting a Band-Aid on it. Squashing overcommitment begins long before you find yourself drowning in things to do. And then getting out of it and returning to a level of commitment that's actually manageable that can take some time. But there is hope. And this week, we're diving into what causes us to become overcommitted in the first place. Because if we can get to the root, down to the core of why we take on too much, we can become more aware and avoid falling into the pit of overcommitment again in the future. Hopefully, this will give you some relief. But being overcommitted isn't necessarily a result of poor time management or even procrastination. Instead, overcommitment starts on the inside. It starts with what drives us to say yes when we should be saying no. We know we should say no, and maybe there's a little voice inside our head that's screaming, say no, say no, you don't have time for this. And instead, you just kind of shove it down and you say yes. So today, we're talking about five common root causes of overcommitment overwhelm. I'll cover the importance of understanding why your to-do list is overloaded. You'll find out what to do if you're afraid of missing out or you're worried that you'll let someone down by saying no. And finally, we're going to talk about knowing your enough number and how it can help you maintain healthy boundaries. Look, I know that this is a common situation for so many of you. And even if you're a total time management maven tuning in, I know you'll be able to think of at least one person that you can share this episode with. And I know that you've got a lot on your plate. And you might be listening to this episode while you're running errands. Maybe you're folding laundry, you're doing some multitasking. And I know you're not able to just drop what you're doing and take notes whenever you hear a piece of gold that you want to remember. But don't worry. 
I've taken all the notes so you don't have to. You can find all of the resources, tools, and tips mentioned in this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 215. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. When we find ourselves in a place of overcommitment and overwhelm, it's usually a result of one of these five reasons. And these five reasons are in no particular order. Reason number one, we want to feel needed. Yeah, first off, we say yes to too many things because we're seeking validation. We want to be needed, and we might even believe that being needed equals being worthy. So this is a profound and often personal question. Many of us at some point in our lives find ourselves in situations where our sense of self-worth gets intricately tied to being needed by others. It's a pattern that can quietly sneak its way into our professional and personal lives. So imagine this. You're at work and a new project comes up. Your plate is already full. You're barely making it, but you volunteer. Or maybe a friend asks you for a favor and despite your super tight schedule, you say yes. Why? Is it because you feel that by saying yes, by being the go-to dependable person, that you become more valuable? That your worth is measured by how much you do for others. This need for validation, this equation of being needed with being worthy is often rooted in our innate desire for acceptance and belonging. Y'all, it's human to want to feel valued and important. But when this desire starts dictating our ability to set boundaries, it can quickly lead us down the path of overcommitment and eventually burnout. It is so important to recognize, not just important, it's crucial, it's critical, it's key. It is unbelievably important to recognize that your worth is not solely defined by how much you do for others or how many roles you juggle. Your value as a person as a professional, is inherent. It is not a tally of your tasks or a sum of your accomplishments. So the next time you're tempted to say yes for something out of a deep-rooted need for validation, take a step back and reflect on whether this commitment truly aligns with your values, your goals, and your well-being. Remember, it's not just about being needed You have to be true to yourself and your own needs. So the second reason why we become overcommitted is the fear of missing out on opportunities, commonly known as FOMO. 
This fear can be a powerful motivator, but it can also lead us down the path of taking on too much. So this fear of missing out is rooted in our desire to not be left behind or feel like we're losing out on a potentially great opportunity. And it's a completely natural way to feel. We live in a world where opportunities can seem scarce, and saying no feels like closing a door. Sometimes it can feel like, well, if I say no to this, then I'll never have an opportunity like this ever again. But here's the thing. When we say yes to everything out of fear, what happens? We spread ourselves too thin, and then our ability to perform at our best, to truly take advantage of those opportunities, it diminishes. So how do we combat this FOMO? Well, my friends, it starts with a mindset shift. I want you to understand that it's impossible. It is impossible to seize every opportunity that comes your way. And a lot of times, quality trumps quantity. It's about making strategic choices. So next time you're faced with another amazing opportunity and you already have a full plate, I encourage you to ask yourself, does this opportunity align with my long-term goals? Will this opportunity genuinely benefit my career, my personal growth, my relationships, whatever it is? And you can ask yourself, am I saying yes for the right reasons? Or am I just saying yes out of habit or a knee-jerk reaction or out of fear? Remember, every time you say yes to one thing, even if it's an amazing opportunity, You're saying no to something else, possibly something that could be even better or more important, like, I don't know, your well-being or your time with loved ones. By understanding and managing our fear of missing out, we can make more intentional and strategic decisions about what we commit to. And this intentionality not only helps prevent overcommitment, but it also ensures that the commitments that we do make are that much more fulfilling and aligned with our personal and our professional aspirations. So the next reason, the next root cause of why we overcommit is because we're afraid of damaging relationships. It's true, the fear of missing out isn't the only fear that might be driving your overcommitment. The fear of damaging relationships can also lead us to overcommit. And it's a real concern that many of us face, especially when we're asked for help or involvement by people that we value, whether those are clients or business partners, colleagues, friends, or family. Relationships are everything. And the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know, that exists for a reason. When someone asks you for a favor or invites you to work on a project and you're already at capacity, it's a common dilemma. The worry that saying no, declining a request, might be perceived as a lack of interest, a lack of support, or a lack of commitment to that relationship. And this fear can cause us to overextend ourselves as we prioritize maintaining harmony and avoiding conflict over our own capacity and well-being. We push ourselves to the edge because we're afraid of what saying no might do to that relationship. 
And it's important to acknowledge that this comes from a good place. This comes from our innate desire to build connection, to nurture, and to preserve valuable relationships. But on the other hand, it's also incredibly important to recognize that true relationships, true relationships, whether personal or professional, should be able to withstand honest communication and boundaries. And that takes finding a way to express your limitations while still showing your care, your support, your excitement, your enthusiasm, whatever that is. So for example, instead of just saying no, no, I can't help. No, I can't take on that project. No, I can't do that favor. No, I can't be on that committee. Instead of an outright no, maybe you could offer a different kind of support, something that is within your current capacity. Instead of chairing the whole committee, you could just be a supporting member. Instead of taking on the entire project, you could offer to play a supporting role or share resources, or even recommend an amazing contractor who's looking for similar types of work. You could even suggest an alternative time when you can fully engage and be all in on the request. I'm so sorry, I can't help you out this fall, but I'd be so happy to volunteer in the spring. Or I would love to take on this project right now, but I'm at capacity. I hope you'll consider me for any opportunities that come up later this year. Effective communication is key. It's about being clear and honest about what you can and can't do. And most people will understand if you explain your situation, especially if you provide other ideas or resources that they can take and run with. And remember, sometimes a no or a not now to others is a yes to your own health and priorities. It's true, balancing our commitments and our relationships requires a delicate, thoughtful touch. By being honest and compassionate in our communication, we really can manage our commitments without sacrificing the quality of our relationships. It's about mutual understanding and respect, and this understanding can lead to stronger, more resilient connections in the long run. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, 
In all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So the next root cause of overcommitment is a sneaky one, and it's disorganization. So many of us fall into the trap of overcommitment simply because we're not organizing our time and tasks effectively. It's a subtle but significant factor that can lead to a world of stress. Think about it. If you're not using a calendar effectively, or if your to-do list is a jumble of notes on random scraps of paper and sticky notes, or even worse, if your to-do list is just swirling around in your head, how well can you truly keep track of your commitments? The answer is not very well. This lack of organization can cause you to underestimate how busy you actually are making it all too easy to say yes when you should be saying no. Without a clear bird's eye view of your existing commitments, you might find yourself double booked, scrambling to meet deadlines, or realizing way too late that you simply can't do everything that you've said yes to. And this isn't just about forgetting about meetings or missing deadlines, it's the cumulative effect the buildup over time of continually overloading your plate due to a lack of oversight and awareness. So what do we do about this? What's the solution? I realize that this is easier said than done, but here it is. Get organized. Start by choosing a calendar and sticking with it. A digital calendar, a planner app, a good old-fashioned paper planner if that's your thing, whatever helps you see the big picture of your daily weekly, and monthly schedules. I love using my giant big picture year wall calendar to help me get a bird's eye view of my commitments for the whole year. It is a huge help in keeping track of what I've said yes to, and it helps me avoid overloading myself during traditionally busy times of year. You better believe I take on fewer things in May and December because those months are insanity all on their own. And I'll be sure to link the big picture year wall calendar over in the show notes so you can grab one too. And if you're curious, my digital calendar pick is Google Calendar. And back when I used a paper planner regularly, Emily Lay's Simplified Planner was my go-to. And whenever I'm asked, what's the best calendar or what's the best planner? The answer is whatever you'll use consistently. So next, once you have your calendar of choice, make a habit of regularly reviewing and updating your calendar and your to-do list. So this is where a weekly planning session is a huge help. I've got several episodes at this point that dive into creating a weekly planning session, so I'll be sure to link those in the show notes for you. Being organized doesn't just reduce the risk of overcommitment, It brings a sense of control and calm to your life. 
Being organized allows you to navigate your day with confidence, clarity, and intention, knowing that you're fully aware of your commitments and that you've made space for what truly matters. All right. So here we go into the fifth root cause that might be causing your overcommitment, and that's money. Very often, the drive to earn more can lead us to take on more than we can handle. This can look like saying yes to extra projects, additional hours, or even taking on additional jobs because we feel the need for more financial security. However, Taking on more work in order to earn more money can turn into an endless cycle if we don't have a clear understanding of our financial goals. This is where knowing your enough number becomes a requirement. So what's an enough number? Well, I am happy to tell you all about it. And of course, I'll give the credit for this term to Shanna Skidmore. I took Shanna's Blueprint Model course back when I first started coaching And one of the things that she teaches is knowing your enough number. And I'll be sure to include a link to her resources over in the show notes. Your enough number is essentially the amount of money you need to cover your monthly expenses, meet your savings goals, pay down debt if that's something you're working on, and enjoy a comfortable life without overextending yourself. Understanding your enough number is more than just a foundation for budgeting, Because when you know your enough number, you can set crystal clear boundaries for yourself and your work. Your enough number gives you permission to stop, to say no to additional work once you've reached it. And it helps you balance your financial needs with your personal well-being. A few years ago, one of my coaching clients, we'll call her Brooke, she was a fashion and lifestyle influencer. She felt completely overloaded and overwhelmed because she was constantly in content creation mode. Brooke felt like she could never take a break and she felt glued to her phone and that just wasn't the life that she wanted with a brand new baby at home. What I discovered in our coaching sessions is that she didn't have an enough number. So she was saying yes to every opportunity that came her way because she was afraid that if she didn't, she wouldn't have enough money. So that was one of Brooke's coaching assignments, to dive into her finances and calculate her enough number. And by the way, does it surprise you that time management coaching would dip into the world of finances? When money is motivating how you spend your time, it has to. Again, time management is so much more than time blocking and to-do lists. So Brooke came back to our next session with a crystal clear enough number. She knew exactly how much she needed and wanted to make each month. And the most amazing thing happened next. She realized that she didn't need to work as much as she had been. With her enough number, now she was able to say yes, a big, bold yes to the projects and partnerships that seemed fun And she could confidently say no to the opportunities that she didn't need. As a result, she started to love her work again because she felt in control of her partnerships and most importantly, in control of her time and her financial motivation. All right, friends, we've spent some time exploring these 
five root cause reasons for overcommitment. From seeking validation to financial motivations and even the pitfalls of disorganization. So now we've got some work to do. I encourage you to really think about it. Which of these five reasons resonate with you? And maybe it's more than one of them in different situations or a combination of them. Is it the desire to feel valued? The fear of missing out on opportunities? The concern about damaging relationships or the need to meet your financial enough number? Maybe it's the challenge of managing a disorganized schedule that leads you to accidentally take on too much. Identifying our why, what's driving us, is the absolutely critical first step in addressing overcommitment. We're not here to find temporary fixes. We want to understand the underlying causes that drive our decisions. Because let's face it, if we don't understand the cause, how can we hope to find a solution? By pinpointing the specific reasons that apply to you, you can begin to tailor a response that effectively addresses your unique situation. Time management and overcoming overcommitment is not a one-size-fits-all thing. You've got to develop a personalized strategy that not only helps you manage your current workload, but also keeps you from falling back into that same trap in the future. So whether you're sitting in car line right now, or you're folding laundry, or you're out on a walk, seriously, take this moment to reflect on these five reasons. Understanding your personal whys can be a powerful tool in regaining control over your time and your commitments. This is the first step towards a more balanced, fulfilling life where you are in charge of your choices, not overwhelmed by them. And there you have it, my friends, five common reasons why we find ourselves overcommitted and overwhelmed. I hope this episode has given you a lot of food for thought and ideas for avoiding overcommitment in the future. And if you know someone who's struggling with overcommitment or overwhelm, please share this episode with them so they can dig deep and find out why they keep ending up in this situation. You never know, just something as simple as sharing a podcast episode with someone could truly change their life for the better. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. Today, we talked about the five root causes of overcommitment. But you didn't think I'd leave you hanging without sharing how to get to the other side of that overcommitment, did you? <laughs> Next week in episode 216, I'll be back to talk about short-term and long-term solutions when you're feeling trapped in a season of overcommitment and overwhelm. Yes, my friends, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, you can get to the other side of this and avoid being overcommitted in the future. So be sure to tune in next week for more. All right. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.